Delighted now to be joined by David Connors of the Tomb Herald uh, to look ahead to the final round of the group stages in the Senior Hurling Championship and as well as the intermediate um, semi-finals this weekend. David, just before we do that, um, just on the football over the weekend there, Anna Down obviously taking the final place. We were just talking about it off air. Um, it's probably not really something we've seen in the football before. Obviously, the two best third place teams getting through. Anna Down having to win by 12 points, missed a penalty, then Bernie get three frees in a row, bring it back to 11 points. And James Healy then in the last kick of the game secures Anna Down's spot in the quarterfinal. Yeah, it was, it was, you were in it as well. It was, it was a great crack. It's just, so I, 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 I had it up on Twitter afterwards. It was a highly entertaining, and some fella came on and he was, was kind of saying, "What? It was a, a twenty-five game. What the hell are you on about?" But uh, like you just had to be there, and just uh, it was ended down against the scoreboard, really. And you know, it looked like they were going to absolutely blow them away with the way they started. Well, it was. I think they were one-six to no score up after twelve minutes, and you think, Jesus, this could be, this could be. This could be any score, really. They could win this by 20 points. But in, in fairness to Barna, they kind of dug in a bit afterwards and they, they did make them work for it. Um, it was like Anna Downs started at an absolutely blistering pace. Like they, they were sprinting to everything, be it a pass, you know, free that they needed to take. You know, they, they didn't want to waste a single second in trying to get the uh, in trying to get the scoreboards ticking over. But um, I, I, I suppose we were all kind of wondering would they be able to keep that pace going and, and understandably it did drop in the second half and Barnett did come back so you know as you mentioned like 11 points in it like it's the stuff of dreams for the goalie to, 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 to come up James Healy and you know you know what a like, he should it looked like he was just stroking over free to make it a 12 point game in a, in a regular game you know he was just so relaxed and confident looking and you know, it was you know it was, it was great. Like it was really really entertaining. But I suppose from a Milltown point of view, you wouldn't be overly happy. Like I suppose, and down like and there's nothing that could be done with the tragedy in Barna. Um, but I suppose like you know, under normal circumstances, um, like and down mind knowing that they needed twelve points at the start mm-hmm. of the day. Like you know, if the, if the pictures run maybe like close enough at the same time or or things like that, or or two or Curfin were playing at the at the identical time as well. So. There, there probably is that element, but I suppose at the, around this time it was unavoided and and it only had a job to do and they did it, you know, they, 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 they got there in the end and, you know, it was great crack and highly entertaining to, to watch. Yeah, it definitely was. The, the quarterfinals have been fixed um, for the 8th and 9th of October, so there's double header in Tune Stadium, um, Tune and Salt Hill and Kerfin and Montpellier and then on Sunday the 9th, Anna Down and Michaels and Kiergaard and Michael and um, two Mass, well, four massive games in the quarterfinals to look forward to. David, I suppose for for people in Galway and people outside of Galway, is is there a sense that you're kind of glad now that we're pushing in? I suppose to the knockout stages with the senior A and senior B. It it just feels like the championship in Galway t- begins to take a bit more shape than you could say. Yeah, for sure. I I, I do think the six. Group game or the the six groups are probably a bit long. Um, so it's it's a bit dragged out. Like the hurling is, you know, there's there's a few places and, and positions and you know qualifying and preliminary fi- qualifying to sort out and things like that. But it just kind of feels like it, it maybe has dragged a small bit. And you know we haven't really seen any heavy hitters fall really. You know what I mean? The, the teams that we expected to to get through have done so. Um, be it preliminary qualifiers and quarterfinals. So um. Yeah, no, it's it, it it kicks off after probably this round. I suppose it, it, 
this weekend now really will teams will kind of you know the the, the the teams at the top will be looking to reach the the quarterfinals directly and the you know the teams coming along you know in senior B will be looking to just qualify and perhaps earn promotion like it's a it's it, it's probably the, the the biggest weekend of the year so far and you know it's it can be it, it, championship really kicks off from here I suppose. It seems like with the teams even coming out of um, senior B, you look at Lee Mellows, Portumna, and these teams who are who are coming through. Like even when you look at um, Group One in the senior championship this weekend, you have Sarsfield, Turnockmore, and Clarenbridge, Thomas's. But for them teams that definitely want to avoid the preliminary quarterfinal, you could say because even in previous years, that's sometimes where we have seen shocks. Absolutely, yeah. You, you you definitely have like you seen you seen last year, wasn't it? Kilnadima turned over Turlock, you know, the, the runners up the years before. And I know Thomas's were I think it was at this I think it was a preliminary qualifying like a cup by Kilimer Daly before as well, a few years back. And maybe that was a qualifying and I was just trying to remember off the top of my head. But yeah, it's it's just I suppose it's just a game less, you know what I mean? Like does a lot of these clubs they don't have huge squad depth. They have, you know, some teams are blessed, all right, but like even even Thomas's now they wouldn't have used squad depth. So you know if you're avoiding if you're avoiding an extra game, a chance to pick up injuries, you know you know it's just it's just draining and there's an extra week's break on top of it as well. You know so it's 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 invaluable really. And I I, I suppose it's it's probably you know there is there is the break element of it, but I suppose you can really focus in on a qualifying and you, from that point on you can say to yourself, look at it's, it's three games here, three wins and we win county title like it's. You know, it's it, it's fairly easy to break down if you're a management point of view and, you know what I mean, it can really get the players focused. Whereas if you're kind of staring into it, like, you know, if, if you're from the senior B and you have a cross-play round to reach a preliminary quarter-final, then you have a preliminary quarter-final against the senior A team. Like, it's it can be daunting at times and you're, you still can seem like a million miles away from uh, winning the Tom Cannon Cup. But uh, reaching the quarter-final directly is, is, a, is a massive bonus in Galway. And I suppose, like all the teams you mentioned there, all of them will be, We'll be going home this weekend and trying to get there. Um, and I suppose, you know, maybe make a statement against each other as well at the same time. Like, Even looking at that um, senior A uh, group one, you obviously have the top four teams there, but Clemridge Thomas has repeated the county final last year. Uh, the winner here, you'd imagine, goes through to a quarter final. Thomas is a heavy defeat. Do you think maybe Thomas is starting to feel the blow of? Shane Cooney gone out of that team now. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, like you're 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 losing a county hurler from a small rural parish. So, um, you know, and then you've David Cherry missing down on top of it as well. You know what I mean? Like, um, super solid defender, really, really one of the best club defenders in the in the county. So, like, if you're taking them two out of, as I said, a, a small rural club with you know that huge squad depth or anything like that, of course they're gonna, they're, of course they're gonna feel it. Um, I suppose Thomas is up to that point that they've done enough. Like they they pulled off a, a brilliant win against Arsenal in the opening round. You know they 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 were pushed. They Climber Daly pushed them for maybe 45, 50 minutes, but then they 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 kind of blew pulled away for a finish, and then Castlegar put it up to them again. So um, I suppose it's 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 the weight of the crown of being champions as well. Like everyone kind of wants to take a scalp against you, and Thurlock Moore completely blew them away last round. Um, I suppose like it was a real statement performance from from Freddie Forsyth. Um, I suppose it'd be one they would have been looking to lay down a marker early, and by God, did they do it! Like you know, fifteen points against the champions, and I suppose won every area of the field, probably won every position on the field. I I can't think of 
Thomas is, you know, since they've since they've rose to prominence, um, been bossed as badly as this. Like, you know, they've they've lost games before, but this was a this was an annihilation. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, have they maybe have they come back into the pack? It's I don't know. Like, as I, I kind of I just said in the paper this week when I was previewing it, I suppose maybe one swallow doesn't make a summer. Like, so we, after this weekend, Clearbridge are a brilliant test. This will be. You know what I mean? It's a repeat of last year's final. Neither team does the quarterfinal place on the line. I think we'll find out a bit more at the weekend, just exactly where Thomas's are at. Um, whether they've come back to the pack, whether there's you know there's a bit of there's issues or concerns there around players form or or whatever, or maybe the Turlock Moore game. You know what I mean? There was they had they had another shot of reaching the quarterfinal, irrespective of if they won or lost. Maybe maybe they took their eye off the ball. That remains to be seen. So I think we'll find out a lot. You know what I mean? That game is what half four on Saturday. So you know by quarter to six on on Saturday evening, I think we we'll know a lot more where they where Thomas's are kind of you know because you don't want a twenty two game. Uh, running Galway unbeaten, you know, if you're not a really good team, and I suppose you know one loss doesn't want to find them, and they've lost games before. And I think, think you know what I mean. This is you know it's probably it's probably a perfect time for a wake up call, really, for Kinnock Brookside. Like last thing you want is that a, a performance like that in the quarterfinals. You know what I mean? It'll, if anything, you know what I mean the the burden of that unbeaten run now probably, you know, probably ending really, you know. You know, it takes a bit of the pressure off, and you know he he's got a good decent stick to beat them with as well. You know, in training over the next few weeks ahead of any prospective run. Does it feel like an opportunity for Cambridge? Obviously, they they did get close to them in the county final last year. You could say, and I know even you've been you've been doing up the scores throughout the championship there. And um, Matt Kennedy is really someone catching the eye this year. Absolutely, yeah. And um, just on your first point, first, I suppose it is, yeah. Like you know, you lost the county final, you, you're instantly seeking revenge. Like we look at the way, you know, in the football Mount Bellu, you know, the way they, they, they want to beat Corrifin, you know, irrespective of every time they go, given the amount of heartache probably Corrifin put on them while Corrifin were at the top of the table. Um, so yeah, absolutely, and you know, it's it's a young Clare and Bridge side as well, and I suppose beating the county champions, the reigning county champions, um, will do. The world of confidence of this young team, they're you know, they're just unbelievable about a young players coming through. Like it's just saw them in the even in the under twenty one uh, the under twenty semi-final, uh, the A, the A semi-final. I know they were beaten by Sarsfield, but like, you know, there's some brilliant, brilliant young players coming through. And I couldn't get over the standard of that game. And some of those lads aren't actually even playing senior yet. Like, so it's 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 gonna be frightening what they what they you know, it seems like eventually it might only be a matter of time before they win. You know, one and only God knows what takes what it takes from there. But I suppose you have to, yeah. Like like when Thomases were coming through, Portumbla were the team to beat, and I suppose you kind of have to you have to get over that hurdle first. And when Thomases got over Portumbla, I suppose it, it was really I know it was in a knockout game, but it was you know it was kind of really you know stood them and it kind of instilled the confidence. And I'd imagine Clare and Bridge will be thinking along those lines and be a huge opportunity as well. Like you know, it'll be Thomases probably might have like. Got the confidence a small bit knocked after last weekend or after two weekends ago, should I say? And you know, it'll be it'll be an excellent test. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Should be a really interesting game that one, I think. And and just on Mark Kennedy, you mentioned like yeah, absolutely. Like you know, I think definitely, I'd be amazed if he isn't. You know, Henry Shefflin isn't in contact with him. You know, maybe at the end of the club season or or whatever. And you know, taking a look at him maybe in a couple of Walsh Cup games and things like that because he, I suppose he had a couple of years maybe there where he had a, you know, maybe he was struggling with injury or, you know, and I suppose he's he's put on, he's got strong looking, the strength and condition this interview doing in Clare Bridges is, is excellent as well. I've seen someone like say, 
Shane Ryan and he's just kind of over the last couple of years he's bulked up and you know that saw him drafted into the Galway panel so yeah absolutely it's he's Mark Kennedy's been taking the championship by storm really I think what was it he scored one five I think from play again the last game he's up near the top along with Kevin Cooney and Sean Loftus and these fellas that are um that are near the top scorers and player charts and you know they seem to be racking up big tallies every week so he's definitely one to keep an eye on and one that you know could cause Thomas's problems at the weekend as well. Just there, actually, I was um, about to jump on to Turlock's Hurlers game. But are Mark Kennedy and Sean Loftus, have they been the two standout hurlers so far throughout the championships that Henry Sheffield might be keeping an eye on for you? Yeah, I'd probably say so. Yeah, I, I, I would probably say so at this point. And maybe someone like Kevin Cooney as well has been has been excellent. I suppose we're always drawn towards the forwards a bit more than defenders. So it's we you're always kind of looking at the score numbers after them because you wouldn't see every single game. So for me, anyway, those three have probably been, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you. Like Sean Loftus has been just just phenomenal. Like, you know, he looks like looks like a fella that could slot in and perhaps even start championship, you know what I mean, for Galway. He's been in that kind of form. He's been absolutely unstoppable. Uh, like, you know, his stick work is undoubted. He seems to, physically, he seems to come on and he looks like, you know, he's 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 got a new lease of life in attack as well. Like, even with Galway for years, he was kind of, you know, he's kind of a versatility man. He, he was never really had a chance to settle down, nail down a position. He was in midfield for a while. He could sweeper. I think he played corner back. I think he might have been even trialed and wing forward and things like. Whereas on the of always the evidence of what we've seen so far from Thurlock, like it looks like he he could be an option for Galway going forward if he wants to. Like because I I think last year the decision was on Sean. I think he felt maybe maybe this is only me guessing, but maybe he felt he wasn't getting enough of game time during the league or Walsh Cup, and he elected to pull away. And you know what I mean? He's hurling like a fella that has a point to prove, really. Um. So yeah, just just on those guys, yeah, absolutely. Those are the. Those are the guys that have been so impressed with so far and, you know, definitely probably the three standout players in the, the Galway Senior Hurling Championship. Yeah, the other uh, big game in the that group, in the Senior A Group 1, is between Sarsfields and Turnoff Moore, ultimately Castlegar and Conor Daly, and there's no relegation this year with Senior becoming a 16-team championship next year. So that's ultimately a game just for pride, you could say, for both of these sides. But Sarsfields and Turnoff Moore, it feels like... The under-20 final between the two sides was an absolute classic by all accounts and it feels like this game is kind of adding to a bit of a rivalry here now between Sarsfields and Turnock Moore. Yeah, yeah, like they have to play each other, what, three times in a few weeks and the lads, the same lads are probably marking each other in a, a few of the few of the positions and things like that. But absolutely, like it's, Jesus, like the senior game, the senior and the under-20 game, they're, they're very hard to call, you know what I mean? You just don't know what you could get out of them. Like Sarsfields are... Like Turlock are in, in the senior firstly, I suppose uh, Turlock are, you know what I mean? Like you're coming off the back of beat the hammer in the champions by 15 points. Everyone is talking about it. And if there's, you know, I suppose if there's one club that are traditionally normally pretty good at bringing you back down to earth, it could be Sarsfield. So you'd want to be, you'd want to be fully tuned in when you're playing them. Like they're like Sarsfield's like just what a club, like, you know, I mentioned rural clubs there, like, but very rarely a year goes by in, in Galway panels where they don't have at least one or two players on the on a, on a Galway minor panel or series of underage teams like they just seem to be able to produce players on a consistent basis and you know they deserve huge credit for that and you know their under 20 team this year is, is absolutely fantastic like they've they've talent all over they've you know what I mean John Cooney Alex Kinnear Darren, Mur- Darren Murphy you know there's guys like this all you know sprinkled around the team and I, 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 it's a game that that's probably 
for me, I know I know, I know the, the, the Thomas and Darren Bridge game is probably a repeat of the final last year, but I think this is a really intriguing game and it's probably the game of the weekend for me. I've been honest with you, just just on the balance of Turlock, you know what I mean? They're, they're on the back of beating Thomas's, they're, they're now coming up against Sarsfield to a match for anyone. They're probably in maybe, you know, top four, anyway, top three, maybe in, in Galway in terms of being favourites of the championship. And, uh, uh, I, 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 I suppose it's going to be really interesting. I suppose Thurlock have, have, have received plenty of criticism and I, I, down to over the last few years in terms of, you know, I suppose a lot of questions about their attack and whether the scoring power up front, you know what I mean, to, to really, you know, win a county title. And I suppose they, they put that firmly to bed against Thomas's. Whereas I, like, I was at their game against Clare Bridge and, you know, it looked like that old issue was rearing its head again. Um, but this year now they've had Fergal Moore back like even against Thomas as he was in full forward he's a real handful like he kind of tied up Fintan Burke he didn't allow him to do much else he kind of he kind of for a full forward he's kind of stopped with Fintan Burke's influence like which is, is an unusual um, you know they've Tom Quirk lovely young hurler um, capable of goal Barry Cannon pretty much a goal machine you know what I mean and then you have Sean Innan on the on the comeback trail from, from a cruciate and uh, he seems to be playing himself into a real bit of form and, and they, well, as we yeah. mentioned a lot of people have forgot, like Connor Walsh being out for Turlock this year, like it's a, it's a significant blow, and just doing it all without him, um, like as you mentioned there, a couple of the fours, like he'd be a massive blow to that Turlock side. Absolutely, and I suppose like I suppose no one has stepped up more than as we mentioned already than Sean Loftus this year in ter- terms of taking on the taking on the freeze. He's you know he scores some play, etc., etc. So yeah, this one, this one's it, it, it's a fascinating game, really. I suppose like there's, there's some huge match up there. Like like who will Turlock probably put on Kevin Cooney, who's like you know he's an Erling Haaland goal scoring form. I think he's he's a goal a game. Or I think he's five and four or something like that. Like it's you know it's one of those. Uh, one of those records that you're, you know, you, I, I think a few weeks ago, Erling Haaland to be proud of. Um, so, um, yeah, so like, you know, like Torlick have countless defenders that, you know what I mean, that they have plenty of options back there was that the questions were in attack before about them. And I suppose against Thomas this year, they, they answered that, but I suppose at the end of the day, it's only a group game as well. And, you know, and I suppose Torlock will probably be fully aware of that. And I suppose it's championship where they, they'll probably need to deliver. And I suppose we, we need to remember with Torlock too, like they were only, you know, a puck of the ball away from beating Thomas's a couple of years back. And, you know, that was with Dahi Burke gone out injured as well. And we saw what Dahi Burke did against Conor Cooney for Thomas's, like he completely tied him up. And seemingly before that, with, 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 with Dahi tying up Conor, like... Connor had looked simply unstoppable, you know, for the last three, four years. He'd been the, the standout club player in Galway. He'd be seemingly unmarkable, like, you know, so it just goes to show that if you have, if you can kind of tie up Connor Cooney's influence, maybe, maybe, you know, Thomas's mightn't be, you know, they might become under a bit of pressure, although they have, they have plenty of other options as well. So, yeah, this, for me, Sarsis and Thorlock's real interested, most interesting game probably at the weekend, I'd be... Uh, I'd, I'd probably, you know, flip a coin, really. I couldn't even try and pick a winner in this one, to be honest with you. Speaking of them too, like, they seem so close where it could nearly be a possibility that you could get two draws out of it this weekend. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. There's no reason why it couldn't be, like, you know what I mean? There's absolutely, but, like, I, I suppose from a Thomas's point of view and a Sarsfield's point of view, they, they won't want draws, so they'd be, you know what I mean? Like, they, they'll want... They'll want maximum points on the board, and you know they'll want. 
I suppose they all really they all probably all want to win. you know you, when you're playing you're going to be playing these teams later on it's no harm maybe either to you know kind of lay down a marker and you know say we you know it can be very easy team talk we bet these team earlier on we're showing we're more than capable of doing it so um, yeah all, you're you're bang on the money there Paul though absolutely draws and these would not surprise me in the slightest looking at the other group then in uh, senior A. Lock Rankin, Kanair, and Lock Ray, the one team already through to that quarterfinal spot. Then you have uh, Gorsh coming up against Crowell, and it's ultimately a game to see who gets fourth place in that group. And then the game between you have Cap Tagel and playing Tommy Larkins, and ultimately that, that's the game then for uh, second place into the quarterfinal. That's that's it exactly. That's it exactly. I suppose like we just you started with Lock Ray there. I suppose like you know. Great year for them so far, going about their, their business very quietly and, you know what I mean, very effectively and quietly, you know what I mean, four wins from four, you know, haven't really put a foot wrong so far. They've used squad depth, um, like they've been winning games even without maybe their, probably their star attacker, Jamie Ryan, absolutely, you know, on fire like he can be over the last couple of years. It's been players like Joe Mooney, Mark McManus, guys like that stepping up, like in Neil Carey, hugely reliable on, on the on the um, place balls as well at the same time. So, like, they've, like, like Ray, if, you know, you just look down through their panel there, like, there's so many options. Like, you know, you've, you can bring on, a, you know, so many players that have heard senior beforehand. And, you know, there's a considerable amount of options there. Like, they're, they're definitely a team that no one will probably want to play in a quarter final. You know what I mean? They, they know now they've, they have plenty of time to adjust and they can, you know, they can offer lads an even longer break at the weekend. They can give some fringe players a rest. And if there's one team that is the, the the players available to them, do you know, that they can, you know, make six, seven, eight changes that that's not great at present. Um, you started in with the, the Gorch and Crowell game, you know, Crowell, a draw will be enough for Crowell, obviously, but you know, it's a, it's a win that they'll be after. I suppose, interestingly, Crowell's manager, Andy Cohen, he's, like he's Gart many Captain Gart uh, county title what was it yeah. in 2011 I think it was and uh, he uh, you know what I mean so it's just another interesting subplot there on that so um, it's you know like Gart incredibly have only you know they've only beaten Kick and Iron last round and they can still leapfrog Crowell with the with how things are playing out it's so like in, in like in that game Gart obviously going for a lot of youth this year and you just feel with Crowell they've desperately missed Nile this year yeah, like if free taking has been an issue, um, it seems to be like you know, what I mean, like Niall Healy is probably you know, maybe the elite free taker in Galway, like, like so dependent, but doesn't matter the situation, he's just calm and composed. You've seen him nail so many late, late frees and you know, get important scores for Crowell, and he's a huge loss. Like, and Tom Onan is an exceptional hurler, like, but like maybe free taking isn't his strongest thing. And I suppose they even they even brought in was it Keelan Cullen, I think the last day, you know, to 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 strike the dead balls for them for Crowell, which is you know, which was which was an interesting thing to see. You know what I mean? They had a they had a couple of misses and things like that. So um, so Niall Healy's loss is big. Like they've had a couple of injuries as well at the same time during the year, and I know they had a couple of couple of fellas away, so that you know. You know, with the split season as well, you know, lads are going to travel to America and things like that. Like, it's it's understandable. I suppose Crowell have borne the brunt of that more than anyone. But, you know what I mean? Like, this is a clash of two teams that made the semi-finals last year. We need to remember that. And one of them is going to bow out at this stage now. So, um, like, as you mentioned there, Garter, Garter, you know, it's kind of a, a Garter in transition, really. Like, but 
you know, they still have some exceptional leaders like your Aiden Harts, your Craig Lallys, your, you know, your Jack Grealish, your Jason Grealish, these type of guys that have huge experience and it's up to them to kind of guide the younger fellas, but they've, they've huge talent as well. Like, so it's, it's a fascinating game, this one, like, you know, I suppose like where they stand, like Gort haven't, haven't really impressed so far, but then they blew away kick and iron, whereas probably started well, then they, you know what I mean? Like they, they got a good draw against Capitagan as well, but they've, you know, for periods against Loch Ray, they were they were only okay. And then the, the I think what was it four seven they conceded in the second half against Tommy Larkins and they eventually lost by twelve points. So, you know, it, it's a difficult one to call. It's it's hard to know where they're at. Like you can't really read much into Garth's probably win over Kick and Iron because Kick and Iron have been beaten by an average of fifteen points this year. And just on Kick and Iron, like that's it's it's a really difficult year for them because they have a lot of players absent as well through injury and through lads away. Like and I suppose, you know, having the having the having the knowledge that you're not going to be relegated this year is probably, you know, taking the pressure off a small bit, like, you know, and, you know, I suppose maybe this year might stand to them and they come back refreshed next year. But the Gorch and Cromwell one, it's, it's you know, it's it's very difficult to call. It's good going to ride. Probably slightly edged towards Cromwell, but, you know, I, I can't imagine there's going to be a lot in it. Who do you see then getting the second place in that group going into quarter final? Would you see Cap Tagler, Tommy Larkins? I probably slightly go for Tommy Larkins just on the balance of just on the way things have panned out so far this year. Like, um, like Jason Flynn, like is obviously Tommy Larkins is marquee mar- attacker, but like he's had serious help this year from Connor Gardner, Ronan Murphy. You know, what I mean, like Colin Flynn in midfield, like one probably one of the best midfielders in the in the county. Um, like they're you know they've some excellent orders, Tommy Larkins, Kevin McHugh go. Cahill Tui, the fullback, the Vienna Murphy in goals, like the, uh, on, you know, the best goalkeeper in Galway, like, you know, on, on that basis. So they've a really good squad. And Sir Farrell is obviously back involved with them as well this year. So that's a that's a that's a really interesting one. And sure, Jesus, no one in Valley Kilo Woodford would have, would have, would be more respected more than Sir Farrell. So I'm sure the squad would be eager to, you know what I mean, to to do all they can for Sir and, and Noel Murphy, who's with them as well. He's the Ronan and Ana's father. Um so yeah, I'd I'd probably slightly go towards uh Tor- or uh, Capitaka, or sorry Tommy Larkin should I say Capitaka have been good in patches you know they've they haven't really been very consistent so far they've looked good for spells they've looked okay for spells I suppose but Capitaka are sort of team that kind of only really come alive in the knockouts like it's you know they normally kind of just about do enough in the groups and then you know it's a, it's a one off game in Kinney Park or Duggan Park or something like that where they seem to come alive. I know they were they were caught last year against Pro or against Gort in, in Pierce Stadium, but you know they've like they've they've an exceptional attack, Capitaga. Like they've a huge threat. Like they've you know the two Collins is Niall and Lean, like um, Gerald and Mannion. They've Dan Nevin. You know like they're you know they're they're really stacked in attack. Like I'd expect a kind of high scoring game to be honest with you in that one, and maybe just you know just on form, I'd probably lean slightly towards. Tommy Larkins, but you know, again, a capital win wouldn't overly surprise me. Then just going on to the senior B group one, and my Cullen have obviously been one of the stories of the championship. And but I was just even looking at something they had up on Twitter during the week. Keen Follen, um, who plays football with Clan and, and Hurling with my Cullen, like his, his scoring stats, like when you consider really probably for. 12 weeks now has been football hurling every second week for him. Yeah, absolutely. They're remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable. Like, we've, we're looking, we have some excellent dual players in Galway. Like, and you know what I mean? He must be right to the top, like, more than, say, Dahi Burke or someone, a few of the other guys that are playing, like, but, like, phenomenal. Really is, like, just that you can do it, as you said, week in, week out, 12 weeks in a row. 
no break. And like he's just like he's he looks like a fella that's in phenomenal shape. He's a great burst to pace, and you know he's kind of playing in similar positions in both of them, like in the in the inside line, and you know he's well capable of winning his own ball, and like he's been a huge asset to both of them, like so far this year. Um, like just for Mike Cullen alone, like it's that's you know like what a story, like you know as again as what is it's three of the last four champions have got promoted from after they win an intermediate they've gone straight up to senior A afterwards like it, it just goes to show the momentum that you can get from winning like if by winning an intermediate title that you can you know you can just you can be on a crest of a wave and just kind of keep it going like as they say like you know losing is a habit but like so is winning like winning is a serious habit like and it looks just like they've hit the ground running like they're always an excellent team like you know what I mean like it, they probably would have felt they might have probably came up sooner, but then had that you know a couple of years maybe with the two, two Davins, Colin Cunningham, and players like that, and they've they've kind of really developed into like Fionn McDonough as well, like you know, unbelievable like player like he's maybe in a few games as well, sure. but absolutely yeah. like you know what I mean like and he was like he was playing the Fitzgibbon team for NUI this year like you know like a serious target man, but he can hurt as well like he's. You know, like he, like for for fellas, like you know, the looking looking at them, looking on, like he'd be the fella that you'd be thinking that could be making an impact for Galway, given the attributes he has, his ball winning, he's hurling, and you know, just you know, it's just a different option there. Um, but yeah, like it's it's a phenomenal story. Like, but like the guess thing is, like you know, it's it's you know, like they still you know they're still not in a preliminary quarter final because if more and more Mary beat them, like you know, they they go into the cross play round and. You know, it just becomes that bit more challenging, you know. So they have promotion uh, sealed and secured and delivered, but they've, they've still another job to do. And I suppose they'll be they'd be really wanting to, to finish the season out strong. Like a disaster would be to lose to and more Mary, like and then lose your cross play round or something like that. Like and then you're you're out of the championship and you know, like you're facing into senior A next year, then with on the back kind of too disheartening enough defeat. So like they still have a job to do. I suppose Oren Moore Mary are a really tricky opponent to have like in the in the last round and you know, there's plenty riding on it, and they'll be they'll be so eager. Firstly, to kind of to, to to cement their you know to to get the spot in senior A firstly, and then you know what I mean for next year, and then kind of have a have a crack at the knockouts and you know preliminary quarterfinals. They'd be a team that no one wants to play. Like there's some unbelievable young players coming through. Like like you're like your your Patrick Burks, your Ruben Davis, your Anthony Keady, Like you've like your Rory Burke coming through in the next few years as well. Like it's like they they really you know they will feel that with the players that they have coming through that I, like they do not want to spend a year in kind of you know no point to say no it's kind of a graveyard and senior B next year where it's you know what I mean I know there'll be a trophy on the line but you're not really playing for much like you know you're only just playing for promotion so and there's only going to be one likely only one team going up so it's. You know, it, it it's invaluable that you know that they, that they do probably feel like they get promotion. That's probably why I, I probably would fight, kind of give them the edge this year, maybe against or give them this weekend maybe against Michael. And I think they might just do it, and they, they have the experience of been there and maybe doing it in the past, and you know that could stand to them. What's your thoughts on that? Um, obviously, there's going to be senior, then there's going to be senior B, and there's going to be intermediate. Obviously, the intermediate winners will still represent Galway intermediate level. So, senior B, you're ultimately only playing to either go down to intermediate or up to senior. Like, we, we've seen it in Dublin, for instance, they were on a senior B, but obviously, the eight teams going down all at once at intermediate level wasn't perceived well at all. A lot of objections by clubs weren't happy with it. But then to have, I suppose, this senior B, and it'll have no, I suppose, interchangeability with senior A like do you think do you think it's going to work or do you just think we're going to have to see it for a year and see how it plays out 
I look, I'll, I'll take a look at free here. I, I'll be honest with you, my own personal opinion is I don't see it working. Yeah. I just don't see how the interest is going to be generated. Like, like take for example the four teams in intermediate this year, like your your climber, your Rahul Newcastle, your Melik Airport, and your and your Cylon, like it. Whichever one of them like wins, like it'd be great. Like the celebrations would be incredible. But then when you're reflecting it, like you realize, geez, I cannot win. Like I have another hurdle now that I need to go over here to, to have a shot at even winning the Tom Cannon Cup. Like, you know, it's you know, like that's what the teams dream of at the end of the day. And you want to be playing for the biggest prizes. Like, so for me, I I don't I don't know, like teams in Galway are like and I, I don't want to offend anyone or upset anyone, but they're kind of obsessed a small bit with senior status, which is you know, like there's nothing wrong with hurling intermediate. Like I've been involved with Athenry intermediates in the past. I've seen so many intermediate games. Like, and is that like? I suppose there is the fear that lads might, you know, like if they think feel like we're an intermediate club, you know, they might drop away. But I, I don't know. Like it's it's like I think you kind of have to play at your level. Like you know what I mean. Like and if you're if you're good enough to stay in sixteen teams in senior, you're probably. You know what I mean? You're if you're like sixteen teams is probably plenty for a senior championship. Being, being perfectly honest with you, twenty four was too many as it was. Like there's a, such a gap between the top and the bottom. It, it wasn't even funny. Like, um, I, 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 I don't like. I don't want to write the whole thing off beforehand. But like, can you really see interest like being massive in this senior B championship where there's only going to be one winner? Does does like one up, one down? Like the kind of like once you once the groups are over, a lot of teams will have nothing really else to play for. You're kind of if you come up from intermediate, it's kind of a no man's land. It's kind of a challenge. It's it's a it's a purgatory place really, where you're stuck in like and you're there all. Personally, I know it would probably they'd be be upset about it, but I think there should be intermediate. Like it's you know, like imagine what it could do for you going on an Ireland intermediate run, like we saw with Orr and Murray and what I mentioned them, like and getting the team to play in Crow Park and winning, like competing, representing Galway on, on the national stage would be, in my eyes, would be worth a whole lot more. Um, then you know, just about clinging on to senior status and even clinging on in this senior beat kind of thing. It's I, I think most teams will try and want to avoid it. Like I don't think anyone would be very happy, but it's it's such a pity this year for the, the intermediate champions, whoever they are, that they will have to go to go into this competition. And I suppose like it makes it very difficult for them to to go up. But I suppose you'd never know. Well, whether it works or not, I, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be a huge fan of it to be honest with you. I think. Think you know? Hopefully, please God, down the line that we maybe we can see a bit of an adjustment in it, and you know maybe tweak it here and there. But I, I mean, I don't want to write it off entirely before it even begun. But I don't know if the interest will be there from the neutral, really. And you know, I suppose that's the end. Of the, that's the big thing in the end of the day. But clubs, clubs are clubs love holding on to their senior senior status, particularly in Galway, Ireland. So you know, this is kind of this has been created for that uh, for that purpose, and I suppose. Into the day, it's the clubs that have the vote, and it's not me or you. And um, so mm-hmm. they're probably kind of voting for what's best for them, and I suppose not maybe what's best for Galway, Ireland, or what's best for you know the neutral looking on, or you know what I mean. So, yeah, I, I suppose we'll just wait and see. I, I I don't know. I wouldn't be hugely captivated by the whole competition, to be honest with you. But look, we'll we'll give it a year or two, and we'll probably make a judgment then. You mentioned. That Mike Cullen or more game first versus second, and we're talking there about senior B. It makes for the clubs involved in this the third spot even bigger. Um, really between Kilnadine Malitra now and Aston Roy. Um, Beha obviously just above relegation playing Kilnadine. Teen Abbott's Nairi wanting to avoid a relegation battle, and they're coming up against Aston Roy. But who do you see getting that third spot for? 
the cross playoff, you could you could see between where they could play my Colin or more. Um, I see. I I probably see at the right to be honest with you, just because they have the superior head to head record and they are playing. They are playing winless kind of team now. We deny in the last round who are um, who are you know what I mean, who are have nothing to play for and their their sole focus now will be on that on that relegation final, be it against which one of Pierce's Molya and uh, Haskafona. So um yeah, after I would definitely be in the driving seat. Um like Beha is not a, it's not an easy task for uh, for for Kilnadim Elitrum either. Like they're probably one of the teams like like they have nothing you know, nothing to lose at this point. And, you know, they're really a team that you don't want to be facing into when, you, when, you, when you're trying to fight for your survival either. Like, so um, I suppose the interesting one, like, is if, if Mike Cullen beat Oren Moore and Mary and after the other two teams win, um, or, but after Ryan Kinnadima, it comes down to scoring difference in, which, is, which can make it really interesting. So both teams, like Athen Ryan in particular, will be keeping a, a close eye on what, what Mike Cullen are doing. Like, and if Mike Cullen are beating, you know what I mean, Oren Moore Mary, like, it, it actually... It actually could almost be a disadvantage to them, you know what I mean? Like it, it could technically be a disadvantage to them because their their scoring rate is actually the worst of the three teams. So, um, you know, the, now they are playing, as I said, team every gyre, and they will be probably likely expected to win and win comfortably. But whether they can close the gap, like what are they have? They have minus seven, whereas or more Mary like are plus nineteen and. Kilnadim and Eastrum are plus fourteen. Like so, it's you know you're you're up against the cash there straight away. So like it it, it it's finely balanced that game. Like and it's definitely one of the, the games where like Ethan Rye management, Kilnadim management will be you know will be eager to put across the point that the, every point is invaluable. Like and you know well, I think we'll you know it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. Even if you're looking at the other um, group. Fortumna already looked cemented through in the senior week group two to the preliminary quarterfinals. And if you're just thinking second and third, bearing any shocks really, you'd have to go along the lines. It's probably going to be Aradran here um, and Lee Mellows. Yeah, you probably would. No, just from an Aradran point of view, I can't think of like Pierce's are, you know, they're. They're not a nice team to play against, like, and I mean that in the most complimentary way possible. Like, they're they're so dogged. They rarely they rarely cough up big scores. They're rarely blown blown out of it by any team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you look at there. They've what they've scored sixty six points, but they've only conceded seventy four. Like, it's you know, it's, it's a fair record for a team with only with only one win in, in you know in 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 the standard so far. Like, it's it's not an easy test for a draft. I suppose the only thing that's that's going for them is is like. From Pierce's point of view, the score difference should be enough to keep them safe, even if they are dragged in. Even if Ahaskaforna beat Mulya and um, and Pierce's do fall to Ardrahan, you'd imagine the scoring difference will will be should be fine for Pierce's. They're probably safe, like so. Maybe that's 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 encouraging from Ardrahan's point of view. Um, so that probably that likely puts them in a, in a strong spot. And I suppose Mellows, you know, I mean, the two teams, Ardrahan and Lee Mellows, they're, they're both guaranteed cross play regardless. But it's just for Mellows if they can beat. Poor Tumla, it kind of puts them back into the reckoning in terms of, you know, in in terms of maybe getting the, the one of the senior A spots. So that's that's massive for them. Like if they beat if they beat Poor Tumla and Ardrahan win, it comes down to scoring difference then. And like they have a they have a, a sizable advantage on on Ardrahan at the moment in terms of scoring difference. So that'll be another one to come into. Like it's 
as you know, it's head to head if it's only two teams, whereas if it's three teams, it's it comes down to scoring difference and if they're level on points. So it's it, it's fascinating, really. It's finely balanced. You just mentioned Portumna there, like, and we just like I saw them a couple of years ago, and like you'd be thinking, Jesus, this is only going one way. They're only they only seem to be going down. But like, what a job! Like Jimmy Havern and you know, like Ali Canning and Chunky Hayes and these guys have done. Like you know what I mean, Damien Coleman as well. Like that are involved with them this year. Like they look like some turnaround and they what they won the under twenty was it A one or B championship this year? They yeah, they, yeah. yeah B they annihilated Lee Mellows in the final. Like and so many of their players were actually their senior players this year were playing on it. You've the likes of Martin too. He playing you have Declan McLaughlin. You've Adam Fogarty. You've a load of these guys that are you know still playing senior. That, that under twenty was there only something. Like seventeen, I think, on their overall panel, I think. Yeah, yeah. Them, like, and, and so many of these guys are like, so many of these guys are hurling senior as well at the same time and putting in serious performances. Like, like the biggest compliment you could give to Portumna this year is, like, most of the time, like, you, they're not even relying on Joe Kenning to win it for them, which seemed to be the case for for a good few years there. Like, you you've so many guys that are stepping up, Declan McLaughlin, like, who was on the under twenty panel for Galway last year. I I, I think I'm saying right and saying he started. Um, the game against Kilkenny, like he's like he's just kicked on. He looks like a serious, serious club forward, and it's the potential. You know, maybe if he keeps going the way he is, like he could be an option for Galway further down the line in terms of the Galway seniors. Like you've you've Jack Kenning who's had some excellent games. You've like Martin Tui, I think he scored one four from play or something like that. One two or one four from play the last day against Mullia. Like and they had only thirteen men. Like and I think they were twelve points down at one point and they managed to turn it around. And like Joe's influence is obviously incredible. Like you know what I mean? And just like what a player to have like in your squad, like to look up to. And, like imagine just for the younger guys to even get the opportunity line out with him and you know the words of advice he can bring and like the way he can just bring players into. But it's like. But the, this modern Portumna team, this Portumna team, particularly twenty 2020 twenty and twenty two one last year, like they look like they're, like they look like they're going places. Like they look like they potentially could be, you know, one of the challengers. Maybe you know in the coming years. Like so, it's it's fantastic to see because we, you'd worry for them when all those guys stepped away, but they, like they've really transitioned into you know and, and they've done some job out there and like the, the management team at the moment and whoever's been bringing through these players, like they deserve tremendous credit and you know. Like four wins from four tells its own story. Like that's not an easy group. Like and you know it'll be very interesting. I suppose the last job they need to get done now was to beat Liam Mellows on the final day. But they look odds on for senior A hurling next year. Like and you know it's it, it's great to see. Six versus six then in senior B group one and group two for the relegation. It's looking like at the minute where you could have a potential relegation final of Tina and Asker Fona at the minute. Yeah, well, Tina, Tina in the relegation final, regardless of what happens, um, they're down now at this point. So it's just a matter of kind of holding on. Like they just about held on last year to beat Ballinderian by a pint in the middle of winter. Like I think it was, it was late December or something like that before uh, it was eventually sorted. Like, and I think it was, geez, it was something really low. So it was a 12 11 or 13 12 or something like that. So they'll just tell you that the kind of weather it was at the time, they managed to get over the line. And, but it's it's been worrisome looking this year for them. They like I saw them, saw them in one of the games there. We might have been the first day out, and they just they looked very disappointed. It was actually against Kennedy Militia, and Kennedy Militia blew them away. Um, just like looked leaky in defence. They were kind of Paul Killing has been a massive loss. He's obviously gone to London over the last couple of years. Like so defensively, they've they've missed him. Like they have some fine orders, like your, your Johnny Conroy's, your Shane Maloney's, your Parik Brehenies, guys like this. But like. You know, you probably need a couple of lads coming through every year, and maybe they haven't had that over the last while. And 
maybe the guys coming through haven't been able to make the step up quite as easy as they might have liked. So yeah, so they're they're going to be fighting for their lives, I suppose. At the moment, it looks like a Hasker, but like like a Hasker, like have the two Mannions, like and like if there's two players that could kind of die, die, get you out of a get you out of a hole, it's probably them with Sean Blaine. You know what I mean? Like and like they've, tri- they've like you should have a nice spine there. They probably feel like they haven't performed. It's been like a couple of years since they've won a game at senior level. Now I think their last win was was a quarterfinal or sorry preliminary quarterfinal. Was it against? Cromwell, um, a few years back, like so, it's you know, they're you know, it, it's been kind of downhill since kind of Kevin Ward has kind of stepped away and things have been difficult for them. But they'll be eyeing up that Mullia game, they know if they get a win, it kind of puts them back in, into the reckoning. But Mullia aren't an easy team to play against, as I mentioned, what they did, they, they, they were, I've seen them against the, their defeat against Ardrahan, and they were the Rex and Roland Glennon. Maybe if he didn't get injured in that game, he. He, he, they had to move him in full forward because he picked up an injury and he was kind of bossed around midfield. And if maybe if he didn't pick up an injury, maybe they could have come away with two points in that. And they, they might have been looking up rather than down. So um, so it's it's going to be a fascinating game. It's a really interesting one. It's probably one of the, the standout games of the weekend. That one really, like, you know what I mean? Because while you're fighting for their safety, Pierce's are probably... Pierce's are probably fine, you'd imagine, unless, there's a, unless they really take their eye at the ball against Ardrahan. And Ahaskafona need to win. So it's... You know, it, it probably is like you said, though. It probably is looking like a Hescafona uh, and Team Abbey in the relegation final. And you know, it's you know, you don't know what could happen in a final like that, depending on the weather. It can depend on so much, like you know, sending off or anything like that can change the balance. So you'd be looking to kind of stay up if you can at all and avoid it. Yeah, some of them games just as big as a county final for those uh, sides. Yeah. Moving on to the intermediate, David, you're obviously working with the two Merrill and like. I suppose around Tume and the surrounding areas. Uh, safe to say, there's there's a lot of talk about Cylon in this intermediate semi final against Climber this weekend. Absolutely, like like it's like just the last two years, it just seen Cylon transformed. Really, hasn't it? Like you know, they've gone from kind of all surrounds and maybe teams that might be you'd be thinking are, will be happy enough to preserve their status to now, like you know, back in. Back in well, in a first semi final, back to back quarterfinals, it's you know it's 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 fantastic what they're doing. Like in that pocket in North, North Galway, and like I've been kind of looking out for Silent for the last few years because obviously we'd cover them a bit more in, in, with the Tomb Herd so um, than than most teams. And you know you're kind of you'd always be keeping an eye out for the results, but the, just they seem to be getting so much right. Like they have a couple of great young players coming through. I saw a couple of playing with Kalash to Bolaclare last year. In the was it was it senior B or so, um it's like it was Sean Newell was playing for them like I can't do the fellow the other guy's name kind of escapes me like and they they seem to be you know developing lot excellent players coming through and you know like once these guys keep coming through it's 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 a great sign for them really like and um you know like that was a it was a really challenging group they 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 got out of like you know it was probably probably the toughest group in it really like um they have you have Spiddle right with dual commitments like but then you have like You've you've Ballandarian and Turlock Moore, like and you know, Ballandarian were one of the favourites uh, one of the favourites to win the championship. They're probably favourites from the outset, like, you know, given 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 the players they have, and they would have been disappointed to get relegated last year. Then you've Turlock Moore, like perennial, you know, 
knockout stage qualifiers since they've since they've gone up intermediate and then you can vara then in 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 the quarter final like can vara with Conor Whedon back uh, all right fair enough he he had been abroad and maybe he might have been as sharp as he was he might have been but like they still managed to get over the line like it's it's fantastic like and they're they've got like they seem to have a really nice system of play like they're you mentioned their physicality, but by God, can they hurl too? Like, and like they've really like their half back line. I think it's it's like they're all everyone is six foot six foot plus, and like they're you're not able to rain ball down on top of them. Keelan Craven is one of the most free scoring forwards in the competition. Um, and yeah, they're just like you've uh, Alan Conlan, John Igno, uh, you've 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 guys like that, like that are you know chipping in with scores every single day. So it's it's you know it's a shot to nothing for them in, in this this game against Climber. They they were only beaten by a pint last year by Climber as well. In a, I think it was a it was deluge kind of game in was it was it a new win of Brolan or something like that. Like a, so like you know they'll be going in quietly confident I, I don't see why they wouldn't obviously Climber are the favourites you know they're being driven on by what happened last year but like if you kind of start looking too far ahead that's when you can be caught and like Silent are a dangerous team to have to play like they're 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 not like you know they're probably not they're probably a bit different than most Ireland hurling teams like they maybe like to run the ball a small bit more like they might you know what I mean they're capable of winning winning ball a bit a bit more capable than maybe a few other teams as well like so and they're they're going to throw everything at this. I just seen like posts on Facebook, and they're getting the flags ready and things like that. So they're going to bring a, a big crowd. I know they brought a big crowd to Gort when they played Kinvara uh, in the quarterfinal as well. So it's promised to be a, a fantastic occasion. Like really, the semi final weekend, and you know it's could be could be a real cracking game this one. Like you know, and you know it's it, it'd be some story if they were to reach a, 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 a semi final or a, a county final, should I say? You know, given given their geographical, you know, where 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 they're where they're based, and you know, it's you know, you're competing with football there as well at the same time. Like, a football will always probably be number one in North Galway. In fact, it will be. There's no probably about it. Like, but like to, to be able to achieve what you're able to do, what they're able to do, and you know, you know, just kind of keep football alive. Really, it's 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 fantastic, and you know, I suppose plenty of neutrals like to see them go. See the go all the way. Although probably some will as well for Kalimer rooting for Kalimer after the heartbreak of last year. Yeah, as you mentioned there, they, they played out a cracking game last year. Climber only getting over the line by a point. And they've, they've looked impressive, Climber, as well throughout this championship. Um, but, like, I suppose uh, some people might think this might be a step too far for Climber, but it's it's definitely one you can see go right, going right down to the wire. Absolutely. Well, I, I probably, most people would probably have Climber favourites sort of at this point. Um, you know, like they just they're hurling like a team that that has you know has, has something to prove. They've a target in their sights, and that's what they want to achieve. Like there's some some excellent hurlers. Like you, you just go down to their team. Like you have your you have your, like you Andrew Carey, your Kevin Henney, your Jack O'Mara, Jason Broderick. Like you you've guys there like excellent excellent players for this level. Like you know and they're they're big and strong as well, and they they actually you know for in comparison to most teams they probably do match up quite well physically with. With with Cylons, so it'll be very interesting to see how that goes. I suppose like no one would begrudge them, you know, after you know a county title this year, after how things finished last year, and you know, and the heartbreak of that, and you know the last minute goal, and probably the mistake by Sean O'Grady, like and like for, without Sean O'Grady, like I'd probably put that record, like without Sean O'Grady, climber would be. You know, they, they mightn't be where they are today or they mightn't be where they got, got to last year because, my God, he's a fantastic keeper. He's arguably the best keeper in in that competition. Like, so, 
like they're probably they're probably a lot of them are trying to do it for him as well this year and I'm sure he's he's very eager that if they could get their hands on silverware but it's it, it it's a really interesting game like it's you know it's it's one where Kalimer will be expected to win but like you know Silent are going to be troublesome opponents at the same time. The other quarterfinal as well, uh, Brahim Newcastle and Mila Gateport in Kenny Park on Sunday as well after that side on Kalimer game. Both games uh, are streamed live by uh, Gogia as well over the weekend but Similar Kalimer, Rahu Newcastle, Mina Airport, like when you look at the record in the intermediate championship over the last few years, they they're they're three teams that have been there, thereabouts every year. Absolutely. And I suppose there's a feeling maybe in Medic Airport in particular that they probably might they probably should have come up by now. They've been they've been one of the tip teams every single year, but for one reason or another they kind of they haven't been able to get over the line. Like I, 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 like a lot will be made of, you know, the likes of John Fleming and, you know, I suppose John Fleming, I think he only came on the last day. He's not, like, he's obviously on the county panel, like, and, you know, like they've been able to get to the stage with him either nursing injury and being absent or, you know, just, just coming in. So like, but I, I remember seeing Milik Aircourt a couple of years ago and they, they were in a minor B final. Like I, Lee McDermott was playing that day and he's been like one of their standout players this year. Like, so they've got a lot of change out of that team as well. Like it's, you know, it's it's very interesting, like this East Galway thing, like you know, because a lot of them, these clubs have had to be forced to amalgamate due to depopulation, and I suppose that's probably why a lot of these teams, and I, I touched on in the past there with the senior B, and you know, they want to, as many senior teams as possible, kind of to keep hurling pretty much alive in the area, and I understand that argument too. Um, but yeah, it's like it, it's very, it's a very interesting game, I suppose, for Rahun, as you, you mentioned on both the records there. They, They've been, you know, this is not the new for these teams. Either these teams, they've been in the knockout stages before. Rahoon are, you know, they're a really good team. They look in excellent form this year. Like, it's, like, you go down to it even minus John Hanbury, who hasn't played over the last years. Like, his brother Colin is fantastic. Like, he's arguably the best man marker in the in the entire competition as well. Like, he's a captain this year. You've Tony O'Gregan kind of showing up things at centre-back. You've, like, you've... Andy Dunn, you have like Willie Mackey, you have Eamon Brannigan, sure. Like, what's his Eamon Brannigan scored last year? Was it seven points and play or something like that? Like, and you know, I know he was involved with the Galway development squad in terms of hurling this year. Like, so he's obviously eager to, to sharpen up his hurling and maybe, maybe he's, he's pushing for like, you know, maybe you're looking at the Walsh Cup or something like that. But like, it's, it's really interesting. Like, this game is, is fascinating, really. Like, it's, it's a team like who, who whoever wins it like will really fancy their chances going into a final and, and both teams like there should be nothing that like I suppose the defining factor could be like John Fleming, John Fleming and if if he's fit enough to maybe play like he could be the swing factor in this and he, he could potentially be the difference between Milik Aircourt winning and losing you see a Milik climber final uh, yeah, that would be probably what I'd fancy, to be honest with you. Um, no, I wouldn't be surprised if the two other teams either, like uh, your East, but the yeah, uh, they probably the East Galway, maybe slight Derby or whatever you call it, would be uh, would be the one that you'd be you'd be you'd be expecting to happen. But like again, like these things are so finely balanced. And intermediate is such a you know no more than the football, like you know one off day and you can be caught. Like so, it just goes to show like what teams would be. You know, garden against complacency, and like I suppose, like you probably shouldn't be complacent in a, a county semi final, but you just never know how these things pan out. Yeah, the intermediate relegation final takes place on 2 45 on Saturday between Castle uh, Gare and Kilbakenty. Then you have the two uh, junior A hurling semi finals on Sunday, uh, Ballygare taking on 
and Darius Fields and Skahan and Montpellier Moyle and taking on the Mellows. Just on that in the junior A, David, like th- there's a real possibility of a, a local derby, you could say there, potentially where you could have a final between Ballygare and Skahan and Montpellier. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's fascinating, really. Like it's it's both teams kind of again deep in, in football country, but like they're you know, like it would be a phenomenal achievement for the, both these teams. Like Skahan and Montpellier, my lot, they've, they've a lot of young players, like they've had players on county county underage panels, and we only need to look at like Sean McDonough, who was like young horror of the year, like and commendable in fairness to Sean McDonough that he he, he stuck with Skahan and Montpellier my lot and you know, like he's he's willing to try and come up through the grades with them, like you know what I mean. So, like, if they could get to intermediate, it'd be massive, massive. Like, and that would be a real novel final, really, with Ballygar as well. Like, oh, like Scan and Montpellier have had players underage. I know they've lost the two Thomases to Castle Gar in recent years, but they've had like Michael Flynn and other players like that that have been involved. Like, and I, I know when I was with at the ride, the ride intermediate a few years back, and we played Belly Gar in a challenge game, and they ended up beating us. Like, they were they were so impressive. Like, and it's kind of it, it would be like it's great to have second teams coming through, but I suppose like you know you'd like to have the you know as many first teams as high up as possible, and like I think it'd probably be a final that both teams would like a lot of people neutrals in in the county would be shouting for. Absolutely, some intriguing action um, to look forward to uh, this weekend. That's all on our show today. Uh, David Connors, thanks for your time. No bother, Pop.